5: The numbers told the story; they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on Visa. One of those idiots who believe in analytics.
4: Our number two of a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, Visa. the Visa app, Fubo, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube, TV, Baton Rouge, all proudly brought all proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. It's Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. Uh, this is always fun when we get to do this because we don't do it often. Uh, some of these are widely available, some of these sort of narrowly available, and some of these only available here. It's our Q3, the quarter pole, Major League Baseball derivatives pod, where we isolate uh, starting pitchers, full teams on the money line and on the run line. We're home road splits. We do first fives. We do first innings. And we always talk about how much of this is narrative, how much of this is predictive as we head into the final quarter of the Major League Baseball season. And as is tradition. From the betting dork days to the beating the book days to a numbers game. Mark Borchard from an undisclosed location helps us out with all. How you doing, Mark?
2: I'm doing good, Gil. This is really fun. I love this show. I, I, lo- I love it when we did it in the past, but it's better now. I think that... Uh... There's more data out there. there so, the data is like so impressive. Like what's going on
5: with Major League Baseball? It's, it's, it's
4: great. It's a total nerd out. By the way, Jeff wants to ask us a question before we start. He was like, can I ask you guys a baseball question? What is the baseball
5: question? Well, it's kind of flown under the radar a little bit, at least for us. But can Adley Rutschman catch Julio Rodriguez in the AL rookie of the year race?
4: We talked about this. Like when We were like, if Julio never played another game, could anyone catch him? I'm going to say no.
2: Yeah, I would agree with you, Gil. I think that Rutschman just came up a little bit too late, and um, I mean, it'd be it'd be one thing if Baltimore was was in the race and, and and is going to make the race. I don't think they are. And so, like you got Seattle, which is a kind of the feel good story, in my opinion.
4: The Orioles are are as feel good as they come, and the Orioles certainly have great great hope for the future now with all these call ups and so. And by the way, there's Mount Castle, the official baseball player of primetime action. Don't forget about Ryan Mountcastle. How
2: does how does that work, Gil? I, yeah. I don't know about that one.
4: Uh, He's just very anecdotally when, when Kelly, Matt, and I were doing primetime for two years and baseball was on. Every time we looked up, Ryan Mountcastle was doing something spectacular. Like he just never failed. So it was just sort of this sort of thing they caught on. But anyway, speaking of that, this is a great transition. By the way, we'll get to Mark Borcher's plays of the day here as well, beyond the Q3 part. But speaking of that, Baltimore is, to this point in the Major League Baseball season, some, uh, in their case, exactly 121 games in. They are the single most profitable team in baseball this year. Again, this is a bizarro exercise. If you bet on them to win a unit, uh, if they were a favorite, if you risked a unit, uh, if they were a dog, or risk the unit when they're a favorite, however, we're compiling it. But Baltimore, way out ahead, 25 units plus. The Mets are a distant second at 16.6 units, the positive. And now in third place, as of this morning, the St. Louis Cardinals just a bit shy of 10 units. So that's your top three. Uh, Baltimore's the story of the season from a betting standpoint, aren't they?
2: I'm seeing like guys in Baltimore who have just started betting, right? You know, because betting's new in a lot of these jurisdictions, and they're just—I'm gonna bet on my favorite team. Uh, and these guys are like, "Hey, God, this best baseball betting's easy." It's All right. so easy, you know.
4: Just bet the Orioles every day. By the way, at the very bottom, Dodgers in Seattle will round out the top five. Uh, the very bottom, and this is really also the biggest story of the baseball betting year. It's the Angels. They are the the worst. If you Again, if you bet them every single game this year, and again, this is a bizarro exercise. If you're doing that, you're probably doing something wrong. But if you did, the Angels would have cost you nearly 24 units. So as successful as the Orioles have been, the Angels are almost every bit as bad. Miami second, Washington third, San Francisco fourth, down 14 units, Oakland fifth. Yes, Jeffrey.
5: All right, so sorry to interrupt the Q3 real quick. That's okay. But... uh.
4: We do have some news
5: on the Kevin Durant front. Oh, boy. Uh, and this will likely be the final thing on the Kevin Durant front. From Sean Marks, Steve Nash and I, together with Joe Sai and Clara Wu Sai, met with Kevin Durant and Rich Kleiman in Los Angeles yesterday, and we have agreed to move forward with our partnership. We are focusing on basketball with one collective gold mine, build a lasting franchise to bring a championship to Brooklyn. So, in the end, Kevin Durant is going nowhere.
4: So, Will Hill and I talked about when when this first went down, we're like, he's not going anywhere. Now, here's my other question. The only follow-up to that is this. Do you think it will be with Kyrie as well?
5: They said yesterday that they have no intentions of trading Kyrie.
4: So all of, all this, of this has been, oh, we just wasted all nonsense. this time. We just time. wasted two months. We did. Yeah. Basketball drama, Mark. Look at Mark's face. He's like, I hate basketball drama. Look at his face. Look at that guy.
2: I don't see how people can follow <laughs> more than one sport. It's really <laughs> tough to do
4: one sport. Uh, man. Well, the NBA, just think about uh, like one life to live. Or young and the restless—that's kind of the NBA in the off season. So they're going no, nowhere. I, yeah.
2: No, but I give you guys credit. Like you, you guys, all Vincen as a whole. Like you're really knowledgeable about several sports. I'm just like, how do these guys do it? I mean, you, you guys must must uh, be be reading it 24 hours a day. I
4: guess. Yeah, it's kind of the gig. It's kind of the gig. It's, it's kind of in our DNA, though. It's like it's like not even like. I, as I said to, uh, to people who are like, oh, my God, I, uh, I was six years old. I was reading every page of the, every word of the Washington Post sports section. I really can't take credit for it. It's just kind of innate, you know, just kind of born well, that way.
2: Well, props to you, Gil, and props to your significant other as well. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So back to – so there it is. There's your KD and Kyrie update. So, again, the worst team's money line. Again, bizarro exercise if you bet them every day in baseball. Angels really as, – as big as a story as the Orioles are to the positive. The Angels, again, with Mike Trout and Shohei, right? at least to start a season. Obviously, there's been injuries on the trout side, but they just are horrific, 52 and 70. But because they were favorites so many times, they have cost betters, nearly 24 units. By the way, the home road splits on those, in case those are interesting to anybody. Baltimore, 18.2 of their units have been at the friendly confines of uh, Orioles Park at Camden Yards. So most of the, the money they've made has been uh, in, at their home ballpark. The biggest... Uh, excuse me. The biggest, uh, the biggest home loser, the Angels. Most of their loss has come, sixteen point five five units at their home ballpark in Anaheim. By the way, away, uh, the best teams have been Philadelphia and the Mets, along with Seattle. They're kind of bunched up at the top. And the worst, Colorado. By the way, Colorado. And this is we always get to this: the biggest splits in terms of home and road in all of Major League Baseball. Once again, the Colorado Rockies, nine point seven units to the positive at home betting them every game at cores minus 12.45 on the road. It's just an amazing thing. Can they ever truly remember they had that one year where they went when they went deep, the Matt Holiday year um, where they ended up losing to the Red Sox in the World Series. But like could they ever consistently put together a, a team in Colorado if your roster construction can't fit? the way that the, the environment changes from cores to everywhere else, it's so difficult.
2: Yeah, you know, we've been talking about this for 15 years, Gil, and I think that maybe maybe it's just impossible to do. You think they, they would have tried in 15 years, they would have tried several ways to do it, pitching, hitting, fielding, and uh, I think what it comes down to is that there's just such a difference playing those high-altitude games that the players, when they get used to it at home, then they got to go on the road, and it really helps the pitcher out but it, it's not good for the batter, and I think it. I think it actually goes goes beyond park effects. I think it goes to pitch effects. So if you play, say, you know, eight nine games at home, and you're used to the ball moving a certain way, and then you got to go on the road, I think that that's what it comes down to. You're, it, you're in my
4: right. I think you're right. It's the pitch effect more than the park effect, because again, if a, if a slider's not sliding the same way it is at Coors as it is in other environments easier to hit right but as soon if you're so used to play if you're playing 81 games in that kind of environment and then you go have to play 81 elsewhere like the the dramatic difference is is what other ballplayers don't have to face so that's why by the way it makes like someone like nolan arenado you know that much greater sort of in, in history's eye i would think but but i'll have to ask richard about it to see if it's uh, affecting him by the way run line which is sort of the de facto these are talking about full games now with money line and run line Run line sort of the de facto power rating. When you're a favorite, you're favored by a uh, run and a half. When you're a dog, you're a dog of, of one and a half. Who's the number one run line team in baseball this year, Mark? Who you got?
2: I, I would say it's, it's Baltimore.
4: Yeah, it is Baltimore. Yeah. By a shade over the Dodgers. What does that say about the Dodgers, by the way? That they're well I mean, that's unbelievable, right? It's
2: amazing. You know, I looked at a stat yesterday, Gil. The Dodgers on the run line at home like the ROI is like twenty percent. It's crazy. <laughs> oh my it, God. It, it, it's better than the than the than the straight up uh, money line. Like the money line return was like four percent and than the, and the uh, run line ROI was like twenty percent Dodgers at home.
4: It's amazing. Baltimore's up twenty eight point seven five units on the run line, but Dodgers twenty seven point nine, that much more impressive because they're always a favorite they're always clearing the run line. By the way, Mets would be third at 18 units to the, to the uh, positive. The worst, this is pretty surprising. Who did you end up showing for your numbers?
2: I think maybe Frisco's there somewhere.
4: They're fifth worst by my by the covers numbers. We'll get these from covers.com. Uh, again, this depends on whether you're, again, is it to win a unit on the positive side, risking, you know, that's, that's sort of the core, or are you risking a unit? Sometimes that can alter it. I got Milwaukee here per covers as the worst. Miami San Diego Washington San Francisco
2: yeah they're they're down there that's that's about what I have too so that that, the, the San Diego one is really surprising um especially since they just they haven't been able to put much together with this with this new offense and uh you know, what's interesting about San Diego's team is like the underlying numbers look pretty good. They just haven't been able to score runs. So maybe that'll change here in the, in the next month.
4: Gil. What's your number on the Padres? Your yes, or no to make the playoffs. Do you have those handy? I'm curious. I what... got it.
2: Yeah. Just, 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 let me just effort that real fast. 75.6% to win the wild card. So they, I mean, they have a chance that they're not going to make it Gil.
4: There is a chance, but it's like the brewers and the giants aren't really, uh, aren't really doing their part. Are they?
2: Well, I've got you know the Giants went up some. I did this before the show, and the Giants went up somehow to 9.2%. So I mean, if you can get them, I guess at plus uh, 1,000, wow. then then that's a good play. And then uh, I've got I've got the 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 crew looks like about 60% chance to to get into the playoffs.
4: The crew, by the way, would be the brew crew. Cool, cool nerdy language. By the way, it's nice that you've put more Giants magic into your model. That's why they got up to 9% mark.
2: I guess, of that and the starting pitching deal.
4: That and the starting pitching, for sure. Uh, okay, we'll come back. Starting pitchers that have been the most positive and negative for betters. What is really predictive about that? I'm not sure. We'll have to decide. Then we'll get into umpires. Mark as the historical numbers over under umpires. Those directly translatable to your bets. Five innings, first innings, and his picks of the day in Major League Baseball. Next, on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
1: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: Numbers Game proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Don't forget, our college football guide is out now. And the NFL Guide drops on Thursday. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of every team, including team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations, plus best bets all season, win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guides is to become a VEASAN All Access subscriber. Sign up on our discounted football special and get all access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to slash Subscribe for all your options that become part of the Sports Betting Network. Skill Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. Mark Borcher doing a little Q3 derivatives with us in Major League Baseball. From a betting perspective, uh, Jordan Montgomery we were talking about earlier. Jordan Montgomery of the Cardinals, the second MLB pitcher in the modern era to go 4-0 with no more than one run allowed over his first four starts with the team. This off uh, of his complete game Maddox. One hitter yesterday, in which he faced one batter more than the minimum. By the way, do you know who the other pitcher was? Who, uh, in the modern era, to go four and zero with no more than one run allowed over his first four starts with the team? Any guesses? I do.
2: I don't know, Gil.
4: Fernando Valenzuela, nineteen hundred eighty-one. Fernando Mania. We have Jordando Mania. That's what we're having right now. That by us, stats by stats. So we appreciate that. That's a uh, that's fascinating. Uh, What are your picks for the day, by the way?
2: Well, I'm going to go with a a parlay today. I'm going to go with the Giants with Rodone on the first five. These are two first five inning parlays. Uh, Rodone and the Giants against the Detroit Tigers who just have been an awful team this year. And then Robbie Ray and the Mariners versus another awful team uh, with another awful pitcher, Fetty and the Nationals. So so a first five play, uh, a parlay, with those teams, uh, lay the wood, if you will, and the the return is going to be plus one ten with those two teams. Gil, that's one that I like, and we talked about the Rockies at home. I'm going to go with them again. Uh, Herman really, Marquez has Herman really has not been the mon, but I can't get excited about <laughs> Dane. I can't get excited about Dane Dunning. Um, really, you look at these two, and I think I think Marquez is probably going to be the better pitcher in Colorado. I, I think that you know Texas. I don't know. I mean, what are they doing over there? I guess they, I guess they're going to wholesale it out.
4: Uh, but my what are they? Yeah, ever my doing?
2: model. I, I don't know. I mean, they they kept they kept the regime there for a long time, and it felt like they were comfortable just kind of middling it, and uh, now maybe they're not not comfortable doing it because they're they're wholesaling it out. But anyway, my model has it at minus one thirty three, and you can see it in the market at about minus one thirteen. So uh, I think those are those are the two best plays on the card uh, for me, Gil. All
4: right. So Giants Mariners first five parlay and the. Colorado Rockies full game. Right. Okay. Yep. Uh, we get tweets at beating the book. Chris Hubble was that Bigfoot? No, it was an NFL podcast from beating the book. He's back, baby. Thank you, Chris. Uh, Mike Alvarez, you must really like Mark Borchardt, base winner, or he has worn you down. You don't correct him when he incorrectly says altitude instead of elevation. <laughs> De facto power rating caches his heavy chalk on a quarterly show. That from Mike Alvarez. I always loved Mike Alvarez tweets. He's paying attention to every detail. Uh, well, yeah, it's kind of probably elevation. I love him. He's great. He's the best. Uh, We met Mike. Mike showed up on Friday. So it was great meeting Mike. Finally. All right, let's continue with this starting pitchers. Again, these are widely available. Um, this first part is, is widely available. You can get them at a site like covers.com. And again, what of this is narrative for the, through the first three quarters of the MLB season. What is actually predictive with starting pitchers? I mean, I don't know that any of this is predictive, but it's, Ashcraft with the Reds, who, again, if you had blindly backed the Cincinnati Reds every time he took the mound, you'd be up 10 and a half units. But it is Martin Perez, speaking of the Rangers, right after that at 8.35 units of the positive. Dylan Cease, I guess there's, you know, Dylan Cease has had himself a season. The uh, The White Sox are actually 18 and 6 in games that he's been uh, starting and you'd be up seven point five seven units with him. By the way, at the very bottom of the list, if you were wondering, with starting pitchers, Patrick Corbin, no surprise, uh, down seventeen point five point zero five units. By the way, number two worst is now Frankie Montas, who, by the way, this is becoming a big deal for the Yankees, right? No, not the the other the flip side of the Jordan Montgomery thing is that has has Montas put together one inning of any repute with the Yankees yet? you'd be down 9.87 units betting him this year in its entirety. Mike Miner would be third. But th- there's no real predict. I mean, I guess Corbin's not very good at baseball. The Montas thing is interesting just because I don't know if he's getting it together.
2: Well, it's it's an interesting thing because the Yankees are looking bad as far as that uh, they lost Montgomery and they yeah. pick up Montas. And they're like, well, you know, on paper, you can look at a lot of stats and say, well, that's an upgrade. because, But Montas, if you look he put a lot of his good stats together at that just awful cavern of, of the Oakland Coliseum, whatever Mm -hmm. they call it nowadays. And if you look at his splits, I mean, they're kind of alarming, but you think the Yankees would have done their due diligence with it because the Yankees, uh, Yankee stadium and whatever they're calling Oakland Coliseum nowadays. I mean, there are vast differences in the home ballparks, but that's the one thing that's, that's pretty interesting about Montas is, is how his numbers Really show the, you know, all of the stuff that he aggregated at, at Oakland, as opposed to what he's aggregated uh, outside of Oakland, and so that's concerning. I think if you're if you're a Yankee
4: fan, it's massively concerning because I don't know if you can at this point you can't trust him in a postseason series. By the way, it's Ring Central Coliseum, which I believe is the ninety fifth, ninety five thousandth sponsorship on that stadium. I'm not mistaken.
2: It's hard to keep this stuff together actually. I think mm-hmm. I keep calling Seattle SafeCo Field. It's taken me a while to get to T-Mobile <laughs> Park on that, you know.
4: All right, over under on umps. So, this is this stuff is interesting because again, you can get like on a on a site like StatFox, you can find out who is the umpire behind home plate, um calling the balls and strikes and it's a rotation, right? Market's it's rotation of the umpires, but you can find out who is the guy behind home plate. Uh, on any given night, any given day of baseball. And so um, what we have is Mark has these has the database of this for many years. I'll just tell you what it is this year in terms of the most reliable over umpires. Six out of seven games behind home plate, Jerry Lane and Alan Porter, games have gone over. Ten out of 12, Chris Guccione, they've gone over. Jeff Nelson, five of six over. Hunter Wendelstead eight of ten over. And then you have the uh seven out of nine crew, Doug Eddings. Oh boy, Doug Eddings is on there. Nick Marley, Todd Tishner, Chris Conroy, and Ed Hickox. All of those guys, seven out of nine, have gone to the over. Also Daniel Bellino, nine of twelve. So those those are, that's really the group. And John Libka, nine of twelve. That's really the big overumps. Who jibes with historical over records with those guys?
2: Alan Porter is a sixteenth out of I think there's eighty, let's see eighty-five guys in this chart that I have. So Alan Porter, 16th to the over. Oh, it's so uh, funny. 16th. I
4: literally yeah. stopped myself from saying Alan Porter because i had gone through too many names, but 12 of 17 to the over with Alan Porter.
2: Yeah, and, and that one, the other one that was in there last quarter, and I saw him kind of up towards the top that I thought was was noteworthy is Alfonso Marquez, who's number one uh, over umpire uh, in, in my chart. I think he was kind of towards the top there.
4: Yeah, so again, this is, you know, Are are these gospel? Does it happen every night? No, but there is some indication that some umpires will have a, again, in the case of the over uh, part of it, that they will have a strike zone the size of a thimble, let's say. Um, Yeah,
2: no, absolutely. There's correlation to it. And I think, I think you have to, to be a good baseball handicapper, I think you got to take that into account.
4: All right. How about these names to the under now? Andy Fletcher, 11 of 13 this year when he's been calling home uh, balls and strikes behind home plate. 11 of 13 to the under. Will Little, 9 of 11. Jim Reynolds, 8 of 10 to the under. These are all 7 of 9 to the unders. Nate Tomlinson, Charlie Ramos, Andy Fletcher, and our buddy Brian Knight. Not Brian McKnight. Brian Knight.
2: Yeah, Brian, Brian McKnight, you'd have to start back at one if we, if we wanted to review it. But, <laughs> hey, well. uh, you know, there was there was um, a, the, the guys that were closest when I looked at the chart, Gil, was there's was a guy, Marty Foster and Ron Kolpa. Those are the guys that are kind of up there as far as unders this year and, and, and unders on, on the chart. Uh, you, you, I think you mentioned, did you mention Jeremy Rehack? It- uh, I did not. Okay. Uh, well, Jeremy Rehack's number one from to to the under by my ratings. There's also, when we're talking about under umpires, Bill Miller, he's consistently been under for the last 10 years. So those are two guys to kind of think about when you're when you're playing an under, Gil.
4: Since you bring up back at one, I know I said this on the Beating the Book podcast, but for those who missed it in the Q2, so back at one, Brian McKnight, if we may just have 60 seconds of this, uh, back at one is mathematically impossible. I just want to review this. Um, one, you're like a dream come true. Two, I just want to be with you. Three, girl, it's plain to see. And then he goes on, right, that you're the only one for me. But then he goes, four, repeat steps, one, two, three. So you can never get to step five, Mark. Like, I don't know why. I had I to listen to this.
2: Yeah, I had to listen to that again when you said it on, on, on last, yeah. the last podcast. And you're right. I was like, well, Gil's right about that.
4: <laughs> you never fall in love, I guess. What was five? What happens at five? The whole thing is the that they achieve love or something? Yeah, you never get there. Call Can't Brian McKnight. Not Brian Knight who's behind Oplane. All right, we'll do first fives for those who have bet on this. We won't only do money line. By the way, money lines will come to us from OddShark. I used to track these myself, but ever since we started doing these shows every day, I rely on OddShark. They do a great job of these first five betting numbers. Then uh, EV Analytics does first five run lines for those who actually lay a run or take a, lay a half run rather or take a half run. We will talk about those. Those are interesting uh, when you think about starting rotations. And then first inning stats. Love those. Which pitchers come out of the gates strong and which pitchers are just terrible when they get out of the gates in the first inning. That's next with Mark Borchard, base winner. Numbers Game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The Numbers Game with
0: Gil Alexander on Visa, the Sports Betting
4: Network. Numbers Game proudly brought to you by, as always, BetMGM Nevada. Have I mentioned that yet today? I believe I have. We have betting splits over at the website, though. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. If you want to know where the money and bets are moving every game, well, the betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes, so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, yet another way that vcin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Skill Alexander. Uh, Jeff Parlay is here as well. We have a. Uh, what do we have coming up after Q three? Madden simulation. Yes,
5: we we again the very the very accurate Yahoo yearly
4: Madden sim is out. Listen, we've spent a whole summer talking NFL and different predictions. The least we could do is end it with Madden. You know, sims. you know,
5: it's the very accurate one where uh, this sim in the past has had. Produced uh, the in 2020, the Chicago Bears winning the Super Bowl. Well, I remember when that happened. I, I don't think that was close. Oh, that didn't happen? And uh, I think more importantly, had Herb winning the coach of the year last year. <laughs> which uh, might be even worse than the Bears winning Herb <laughs> winning the Super Bowl in 2020. Uh, that didn't happen either, did Yeah,
4: it? I don't think so. <laughs> All right, well, we'll see what they have in store for this year. All
5: I can say is, Gil,
4: quite the carnage. On, on these sims? On this sim. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, looking forward to that. All right, uh, Q three here. Major League Baseball, back to Mark Borchard, and let's talk first fives again. The purpose of this activity is there something here that we can that sort of informs our bets moving forward? And I think with certain ones, no, and with certain ones, yes. First fives are interesting. Again, shout out to Odds Shark; they put this together, they compile them, they they update them every week. And the number one team first fives again bizarro exercise betting them as a favorite, betting them as a dog every single game. Do you know who the number one first five team is, Mark? The New York Mets. The New York Mets. By a wide, even with the first five loss yesterday to the Yankees, 20 units up by a wide margin over the Astros and the Dodgers. Astros up over 15. Dodgers Dodgers lost the first five yesterday, so they're just uh, barely in double digits as well. But the Mets, and that makes sense, right? With, that's without DeGrom. Imagine if they had had DeGrom. Yeah,
2: DeGrom, DeGrom's on another planet. I mean, that that pitch, I think Jeff should be really happy. It's like I've never seen metrics like I've seen for DeGrom. I mean, he he's almost a, you almost have to play him. He was at his worst against the Braves and he's only allowed two runs and struck out like 10 guys. I mean, it was crazy. So like I I just think that that, that Mets team's going to be tough uh, oh. if if unless DeGrom gets hurt. That's the only thing.
4: By the way, here the the first the first the top 8 on first 5. Seven of them are contending for a playoff bid. Mets, Astros, Dodgers. I'll skip number four. Twins, Braves, Cardinals, Rays. These are the most profitable first five, actually the only profitable first five teams in all of baseball. Only eight clubs have made you money. Any idea who number four is? I'm going to ask Jeff and you to guess. Jeff first.
5: It's going to be someone really out of left field, isn't it? Uh That you left them out. I'm gonna guess the Arizona Diamondbacks. Bingo, bingo! Wow, look at that!
4: Arizona Diamondbacks, number four.
2: Yeah, so, that's super. That's super surprising, Gil.
4: Almost ten units to the positive on the Diamondbacks first five this year, which means so that, tel- that yeah. tells
2: me they're blowing a lot of games late.
4: That, t- that tells you that. It also tells you that they're huge dogs in the first five, and they actually get there right. Uh, the worst first five teams money line we're talking, and I'm talking about bad Nationals. 27 units down uh, as a first five proposition. Rockies second worst 26.5. And then there's a bit of a drop off, but surprisingly to some degree, the giants and Phillies end up at three and four.
2: Yeah, that is surprising. You know, the giants have one of the best pitching staffs, uh, you know, starting five. Yeah, that's for sure. and, I guess they just can't hit in 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 the in the early innings because that that's I mean that's that's why I like the Giants is kind of like a dark horse queue. I mean they got web, they got Wood, they Look got Look at Rodone, you! Look
4: at you! You know,
2: and Cobb's pretty good too. So like, I don't know. That's that's still I'm still dark horsing the Giants for now.
4: All right, that was courtesy of Odd Shark. Thank you to Odd Shark for those uh, money line first five stats. How about run line first five stats? This is from EV Analytics. They compile this. The number one. First five run line team through three quarters of the season with over 25 units to the positive. Any guesses? 16.5% uh, ROI.
2: I'd go Dodgers on that one.
4: Astros. Houston Astros. Who just kill it. First five run line. By the way, the Dodgers uh, Dodgers are pretty far back. They, Dodgers are a little shy of 10 units to the positive. So Houston by Far, like the next best team, run line first five. Remember, I just said 25.25 units of the positive is the Mets at 13.9. Like, Astros just destroy first fives on the run line. The worst first fives on the run line. Oh boy. It's I'll, I, I'll I give you five guesses. Worst first mm. five team, if you bet them every day, favorite or or, or underdog, every single time. They're down. How about the Blue Jays? And you're good. It's the Blue Jays down 31.65 units, ROI of minus 21.07%. Not too far behind the Washington Nationals, but that's predictable, right? 26.4 down units wise.
2: Yeah, the only thing I can say about Toronto is I think that humidor is having an effect uh, at that park because they're having problems at home getting runs when you compare it to you know the last few years, and and so that would be I think a logical deduction. Uh, I think this humidor. I, I, you, you talk about. Run production in in, uh, in Major League Baseball. One of the things I wanted to, to talk about today, just just real real briefly, is that August run production is down at like four point one seven in August, and it should be up. So I think that's just uh, that that could only be the humidor, I guess, unless they're switching balls around. Gil,
4: do you do you buy? Because I've thrown this out there a couple times, maybe even with you. You know, right now Yankees up, uh, what is it, eight games in the uh, in the American League East. Eight and a half over the uh, the Blue Jays, eight over the uh, Rays, eight and a half over the Blue Jays. Are you buying the the fact that the Rays or the Jays could get there with a quarter? I don't of the season think so. Left? You
2: know, I've yeah, I've got ninety four point five percent for the Yankees. You look at the expected standings, and you cannot deny this if you're a Yan- if you're a Yankee fan or for whoever you are. Way to runs created plus 117, x fit minus 91, and they've saved 80 defensive runs. So their expected wins is tops in baseball still, even with their slump. 82.5 expected wins. So uh, they've been a little bit unlucky. The the wins right now 75 and 48. They should be 82.5 and 40.5. So I don't I don't think that. I think there's a lot of talk like the Yankees aren't even getting 10 in the playoffs. I disagree with that. I think the Yankees could be the American League winner.
4: Okay. It's a man who had them at ninety-eight projected wins when their season win total pre-flop was ninety-one. So I'm
2: okay, so, so just I know well, you're kind of smirking a little bit, but I'm like not look at look at look at Astros way to runs created plus one thirteen. <laughs> look smirking. at their expit minus ninety-five. <laughs> so the Yankees beat them on both parts. Defensive runs saved eighty Yankees fifty-eight Astros. Like what else is there in baseball?
4: Mark, I was not smirking. Don't don't make me take out the phone and not pay attention and check scores. <laughs> don't make me do that. Um, I love it, Gil. <laughs> so okay, Jeff was great because he guessed the Diamondbacks as the fourth best uh, money line team on first fives. You were great because you guessed the Blue Jays as the worst run line of first five team. Um, that is, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised that both of you got these. This is first innings pitching performances, right? Who comes out strong? But let's start with who comes out the worst. So we're gonna we're gonna put this at minimum. 50 plate appearances faced so we'll set the parameter relatively high right you have to have had 50 plate appearances uh, against said pitchers and let's go to on base average who with those parameters has the worst on base average against in first innings? first innings alone this year if you get this if either one of you gets this i'm just it's ridiculous
2: Jeff? I cheated again. I cheated, so I'll let Jeff guess. All
5: right, All right. so this is the pitcher, correct? This is the pitcher. I'm going
4: with Pittsburgh's Bryce Wilson. It's a good guess. Yeah. Sixth. Bryce Wilson has given up a 421 on-base average in the uh, first innings. Minimum 50 plate appearances against. Who you have at number one, Mark?
2: Uh, Pallante.
4: Yes. Andre <laughs> polante which I would never have guessed. 472 on-base against He's no longer starting, though, is he? I don't think so. Yeah, no,
2: they pulled. They pulled, they pulled him pulled out them. of the rotation. You know, this this upsets me, Gil, because I know we bet on Jason Alexander. Yeah. Uh, what once together and like I, I'm I'm only looking at total batters face, thirty. Uh, thirty total batters face is my my threshold, but he's like third worst, and so like you know that like there was one game that he had like this his only game, the one that we bet against him.
4: Palante's first. Uh, you say Kikuchi. You say Kikuchi. 460, you say it. 464 on base against average. Mitch Keller, third. Patrick Corbin. Patrick Corbin is like the Hall of Fame of bad every which way. John Heasley, then Bryce Wilson. Uh the best. And these this is like a, a who's who. Max Freed, 167 on base against minimum 50 plate appearances. Corbin Burns, number two, 184. Max Scherzer third, one ninety one. Spencer Strider fourth, one ninety six. And Shane McClanahan fifth, two hundred. That's pristine. That's beautiful.
2: Yeah, that is. That's a good. So if you if you lower the minimum to total batters face to thirty, Austin Volf is there, baby. The Baltimore <laughs>
4: Orioles. <laughs> I love it. love it. Mark, always a pleasure, man. Uh, always Kill. fun.
2: Absolutely, Gil.
4: My man, and thanks for the picks as well. Now, we should have had Back at One by Brian McKnight taking us out to commercial, but I guess uh, I guess we're not doing that.
2: I got to get your producer
4: on that. If I, only, if I could only find him. Oh, there he is. Jeff Parlay with Madden Sims next.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. Because you gotta think, Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard.
4: Like you see him in the exactly. Olympics, he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top not of it,
0: like that, see that,
1: ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Casella Point Game. I remember you came out my room crying, <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And he's, he's going to us about winning. Remember
3: what you I know? told you? I said, I said, OJ, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? didn't ain't it. <laughs>
1: The numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN,
0: the Sports Betting Network.
4: BetMGM, the Kick of Sportsbook, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. And if you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards, Sports Betting's premier loyalty program featuring a Exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks. When you wager on the BetMGM app, sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action. With BetMGM rewards, eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. So before we get to your Madden Sims, a couple a couple big news you know, a couple big news items this morning. One, Will Zalatoris on the golf uh, tour, he has pulled out uh, officially of the tour championship at Eastlake Golf Club. Remember, he was injured on the third hole of the BMW championship on Saturday. So those of you who had Will Zalatoris FedEx Cup futures, yeah. That is a very expensive back injury. It is because the purse is massive, and he really... I mean, it is a serious injury. That is two herniated discs in his back. So he is out. But the other one, which we mentioned earlier, was, and we were doing MLB3 derivatives, but KD and and the uh and the new I was about to say the New Jersey Nets. Uh KZ, KD and the Brooklyn Nets agree to move forward together. Now, Will Hill and I alluded to this when we were on this show. We were both speculating, we're like, he's staying. Like he's staying because we went through everything, right? We're like he wants to go to Phoenix or Miami. And we talked, I talked about it even the, the day after. This was before we had Will on. I was like, it doesn't work out for the Brooklyn Nets. It doesn't work out for KD for those two teams because, again, in the case of Miami, you couldn't have Bam traded because of the Ben Simmons deal. You couldn't have two guys uh, with that specific type of contract on the same team together. So they couldn't include Bam in a deal, and they certainly weren't going to include older players like Kyle Lowry or Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, because he's the best player. It wasn't going to happen. It just didn't work out if you can't include Bam. same And the same thing with the uh, Suns. Like, DeAndre Ayton would have had to have been in that deal, but you just signed Nick Claxton to a long-term deal. So it's like that would be doubling up. And then if you're not getting Devin Booker and they just re-signed him in Phoenix, then what was really the, the, the upside of that for Brooklyn? So those were out the window. And then all the other speculation on, on different teams— you know, they didn't really go that far. Yes, there was the Boston Celtics flare-up with, uh, with Jalen Brown. That didn't really get off the ground. Then there was this latest Phoenix thing where, hey, we're going to trade for It's going to be Harden and Beat and, and, and uh, Durant. But then you're getting rid of Tybal and you're getting rid of Tyrese Maxey. And it's like, would you really want that as your remaining Sixers team? And so here it is, KD staying right where he's staying. And so, when we were having this discussion, when everybody was thinking he was going to one of these teams along the way, Will Hill came on the show, uh, host of the New York City cast, and he grabbed a Brooklyn Nets ticket at 50 to 1 to win the NBA championship. And this morning, it's back at Jeff? It would be 7 to 1. 7 to 1. That is a good closing line value that will probably end up not being able to buy a sandwich. So, the whole time I do shows, um, the, the beauty of this show is that many of our guests are also texting in real time or tweeting in real time about the show. And two of these guys, and Will is one of them, right, who has the 50-to-1 ticket. But we're on a, a three-way text, and it's, basic, <laughs> it's basically Will trying to say how, how amazing his ticket is, which it is, by the way. And the other person, who I don't know if he wants me to name who he is, just basically telling him, ah, your ticket's worthless. They're not, <laughs> they're not winning the NBA championship. But you'd like to have a 50-1 to 1 ticket on the Nets, wouldn't you, Jeff? That'd be a nice oh, ticket. I, I, it's kind of like my Green Bay ticket from last year, where I, I got out in front
5: of thinking that Rodgers was not going to retire. I had 40-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. It's the same sort of deal. Which, again, I think that Nets ticket that Will has, amazing ticket. It's a beautiful ticket. We'll see ticket. the same fate that my Packers ticket ended up
4: having. Yeah, it's like uh, those who are of a certain age will remember this. Sugar Ray Leonard, uh, before he ultimately fought Marvin Hagler in 1987, when he had retired, oh, maybe the third time, there was some speculation. Marvelous Marvin Hagler was at the height of his powers, and there was some speculation that Ray was going to come out of retirement to fight him. And Ray, imagine the... <laughs> Imagine the arrogance of this. Ray had a black tie event where he stood on stage and Hagler was in the audience ready for Ray to say, yes, this fight is going to happen. And at the very end, Ray goes, but unfortunately, it will never happen. (laughs) This was like in 85 or something, two years before it actually did, not Ray won the fight, as we all know. April 6, 1987. But this is like with the Brooklyn Nets. 50 to 1 ticket. Have we learned our lesson about the Nets? Along with Ben Simmons, do you give this? Like, where do you put them if you stack up the Eastern Conference? The Jeff Parlay power rankings. Right now, what's the Eastern Conference stack?
5: Milwaukee is still one. I know Boston was in the finals last year, but if Middleton doesn't get hurt, Milwaukee wins that series and probably wins the NBA title still uh, for a second consecutive year. Uh, So Milwaukee's one. Boston is two. And then it gets very squirrely after that because – Uh, I'm willing to put Brooklyn three. I would probably put Brooklyn ahead of Miami and
4: Philly, probably, probably, but ahead of Philly for sure. Like I feel, I think, I feel like Philly. Just, I just don't buy it year after year after year. I just don't buy it. But I, I would. I the point is, they're not one and they're not two. They're not one and they're not two. Like, I, I just my, my big takeaway with NBA stuff is, are we not learning our lesson? Like, a minute after the Warriors won the NBA championship, I was, like, talking to people, oh, where do you put the Warriors? Ah, the Warriors should be six or seven. I was like, have we not learned anything? Six to one on Golden State to win it all is probably
5: right. That's a second favorite right now on the board. Beat them. That's, that's fine. That's
4: still the team you got to <laughs> beat,
5: period. Well, again, the NBA odds are a little bit weird right now because – the Clippers, who we have no proof that Kawhi Leonard is still playing at the level that Kawhi Leonard has played at in the past. playing. Yeah, It may exactly. I just want to know he's around. The, the The Clippers are the second favorite in the West and seven to one to win the title.
4: Oh, the young and the restless. Yeah, I, I don't. It's going to be KD and Kyrie. That. It's going to be KD and Kyrie all over again. Brooklyn, we just wasted two months of our time. But good on Will Hill for grabbing the fifty to one anyway. Good on him. I'm glad he. Uh, we talked about it here on the show. We were both like, he's staying. There's nowhere for him to go. All right, we got three minutes, Jeff. You want to do Madden Sims?
5: Well, quickly, you you buried the lead for your Washington Commanders. Oh, uh, yes, Chase yes. Young is on the physically unable to perform list, so he is he is out for at least the first four weeks of the regular season.
4: Now. Logan Thomas off the PUP the pup list for the for Washington, but mm-hmm. but Chase Young still on the on the well PUP. goes on.
5: He was not on. He now goes on. He now
4: goes on time. right. Yeah. So still rehabbing. Both of them blew out their knee last year. For Washington, Chase Young now goes on. Uh, on you know Goes on, again, that Washington defense. Again, if, if all these teams have a, a positive side, they all have a negative side, there's a full spectrum in between. Washington's good side season still revolves around that defense. Because, man, are they stacked. And I know there was a down year after a great year the year before, but they could be great on defense if those guys can just play together and Chase Young's injury not... Allowing that to happen, at least the first part of this season. All right. Madden Simulations, as Jeff pointed out before the break. Yes. uh, Take these with a grain of salt, everybody. Two years ago, the Bears won the uh, Super Bowl with Madden Simulations. And and, uh, last year, uh, Urban Meyer was coach of the year.
5: Yes. This is from Yahoo. uh, Yahoo's simulation. They've done it for five years. The last time that they actually got it right was 2019, where they produced... The Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. So they got that right. Not. It's not. The last two years have been a little bit off. How and many? I'm gonna how say many, This year, upcoming is going to be off as well. How
4: many sims are we doing here?
5: That does not. It does not say. Okay. So that's a big deal. So that's the big
4: deal yeah, here. Because like if, you're, if doing, you're doing this a hundred times, if you're doing it five times, the Bears might be your champion, right? But if yeah. you're doing it five billion times, yeah. All right. What are they doing? All right. So
5: division winners. Let's go with the ones that could happen. First. (laughs) All right. You got
4: ninety seconds.
5: Okay. Dallas East in the NFC. Green Bay North. Tampa South. Arizona in the west. All of those conceivable. Okay. In the in the AFC. Kansas City, of course conceivable. Indianapolis? Conceivable. Cleveland? Eh. And then the New York Jets. I can tell you with all. Confidence (laughs) not
4: happening. We're off the rails. Off and running.
5: Uh, (laughs) Other playoff teams, Baltimore, Buffalo, Tennessee in the AFC. All right. uh, NFC, Philadelphia, New Orleans, and Carolina. Besides the Jets, this is pretty legit. Well, no, no Rams, no 49ers in the NFC, period. So that's a little bit strange.
4: Well, yes, but okay. That's no Rams,
5: no Bengals in the playoffs as well. Dak Prescott, your simulation MVP. Breaking both of Peyton Manning's records with yardage and touchdown passes. Uh, so ridiculous there. Uh, Cooper Cup, offensive player of the year, again breaking the receiving record. They have broke Great. all these records. Wow. Uh, Max Crosby broke Michael Stra- Strahan and TJ Watt's sack record. So obviously something's going on here. Right. We, uh, we don't need to sim. play the season. There we, it we is. We have no idea. By the way, the Super Bowl, the Kansas City Chiefs get there, but lose two. The New Orleans Saints. Okay. So, all right. as we said, Gil, yeah. please do not use this in your handicapping. That's right. But if somehow this all happens, the Yahoo Sim will be making more money than all this of This is all for recreational purposes. Please do not actually put wagers behind it.
4: Where the Jets lose in the first round of the playoffs, what happens to them?
5: Doesn't say what happened in the playoffs. (laughs) But Zach Wilson only throws four interceptions in this sim, which
4: would be great if that happened. Yeah, okay. Don't think that will happen, though. Well, we've officially covered it all now. (laughs) The Lombardi line is next. He'll have some things to say about the Nets, I'm sure. Enjoy from Visa, the Sports Betting Network.